and Ubermensch Scott Mincher talk about our favorite movies and TV and uh, just what we're watching. I am DJ Chef Salad. I am Scotty Ubermensch Mincher. Um, how you holding up, man? We haven't gotten a record in a while. The holidays have been a bit crazy. Um, but just in general, how's how's everything been? Yeah, I'm, uh, it's it's been a little while, a few weeks, but... I'm I'm good, man. I mean, other than the Browns uh, losing a tough one, a heartbreaker. Um, so not a lot has happened. Uh, the 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 holiday doldrums, as far as new shows and new TV, uh, new movies. Um, I've watched a couple things that we can talk about. Um, have you watched much lately? Uh, I did. This past uh, Saturday, when you were over, when you left, I did watch uh, WandaVision, um, the the debut, the the first two episodes of of WandaVision. Uh, I thought it was really good. I uh, I there's still like some stuff I'm like man I I didn't really like understand grasp everything that they threw out there but uh I thought it was uh good it was I don't know if weird's the right way to put it um like I just haven't seen like a lot of that the way they presented everything and the the style and just that living that life of the night I think it's 1950s uh, suburban type style uh, life um, so yeah I thought it was uh, I don't know I thought it was charming um, it was kind of in my opinion, there was a lot you you were left to unpack after the first couple episodes. It, I guess, it emulates. I and maybe you could help me out with this more, Dave. Did I? I think we were talking a little bit, and it was the the Big Van Dyke show. Well, I mean, a couple of things. Uh, I'm a big fan of uh, those Nick at Night shows back in my, from my childhood. I used to stay up late. And um, yeah, a lot of Dick Van Dyke, a lot of um, Bewitched is a big one, um, especially with Wanda's powers and how she uh, used her powers and activated her powers. Uh, and of course, um, I love Lucy. So there's a lot that they're taking from. And it's it's they're doing it masterfully. Um, I'm really curious, you know, for people who, one, maybe are not well-versed in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, how they feel about it, or people who are 
um, super into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, how this uh, change of tone is going to go over. Um, I've already watched them both twice. Uh, I, I think it's I think it's fantastic. They're really swinging for the fences, and I'm really really into how they're playing it so straight from the '60s movie or '60s uh, television shows with the laugh track and everything, and even the the comic beats are just so throwback. Um, but then they they sprinkle in the mystery. They start to breadcrumb the mystery, and um, just how the tone remains the same, like the studio audience is still laughing, even when the facade is cracking and you get the sense that something is amiss. Um, and and uh, I get the feeling that that's going to start to peel away more and more, and we're going to get a, a real sort of Marvel comic book experience as this series goes on, and I am here for it. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled. Uh, yeah, I, I think... I mean, and a lot of it was just based off of w taking your brain a little bit about it before I before I watched the show. But um, to, so, so far, based off the first uh, two, I, I thought it was uh, very engrossing. I, I think there's like a lot the episodes. And it's good because there was they they released two and they're only about a half hour long. I think the second one might have been a little over a half hour, but um, I so you you can knock them out uh, quick. I may go back and actually uh, rewatch them too before the new episode or episodes i don't know if they're gonna keep doing two but we'll see how they're uh released you you probably know better than me but i i thought it was uh just just really cool and i'm glad you brought up i love lucy because that's that's one i was thinking of too that it kind of you know reminded me of of that that just that old style yeah uh, but w what do you think about the first two like how long do you think uh, I mean is the whole sitcom thing in the, the uh, 50s suburban universe do you think it's gonna j just continue with, with the upcoming episodes uh do do you think they'll um show much they'll, they'll go outside that universe more in oh, the absolutely upcoming? yeah um the trailer gave a bit of that away uh, i think we've probably exited the 60s already or maybe we're going to the late 60s at the end of that episode uh, of course obviously uh things came to color at the end of that episode so i think we might be moving on to you know i'm expecting to see some mary tyler moore or brady bunch even um i don't think it'll probably go too much further maybe it'll touch on like the 80s but my guess is that we'll probably get a mid-season cliffhanger episode sort of thing and then it'll probably switch to more action uh you know standard marvel comic book fare uh towards the end of the season 
Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's uh, interesting. Um, how, how many do do you see this? That that do you see this as about maybe about ten episodes? Uh, it's either going to be nine or ten episodes. Um, something I read uh, mentioned the the upcoming seven episodes, and I don't know if that's because that that reviewer got the um, three episode advance or they just watched the two episodes that was already released. Um, so it's either going to be nine or ten episodes. I, I guess I I wanted to ask you, what are you most looking forward to? Uh, going forward in the, these next few episodes as the season continues. I mean, I am just thrilled that this is going to change the game for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, there's so many breadcrumbs and so many um, just uh, callbacks to comic book uh, history. Uh, that this could introduce. I am most excited to see who the villain is because I, I, I'm under the impression that they're, maybe this is just inside Wanda's head or maybe it's both Wanda and Vision because uh, in the movies, Vision is already dead. So that's one mystery that we need solved. How is he in this? Uh, but there are a couple people, comic book villains that could, that this is sort of their M.O., uh, and I'm hoping to see if it's one of them or if it's just something entirely out of left field. Uh, but I think it's going to have major implications for uh, the Marvel Universe going forward. I'm hoping it introduces mutants because X-Men have always been my jam. I was never a big Avengers fan. Um, my introduction into comics was always X-Men and the mutant part of Marvel uh, Universe. So, uh, And we know that they now have the rights to the X-Men and Fantastic Four and all that. So I'm really hoping that there's some introduction to them by the end of this run. Uh, and then the one other thing I wanted to ask you about. Um, you, you watch the first two episodes and you could, you could kind of see uh, if, if, you remember back from the for the premiere episodes um you you notice a small heart drawn on the calendar of the wall of the day and uh, neither Wanda or Vision can remember what it's supposed to mean even though Vision he's incapable of forgetting information so I just wanted you to know uh, what did you what were your thoughts on on that because that's something that's that stuck out to me yeah I mean it's definitely a breadcrumb to something larger I personally think that when the audience sees uh, when that episode starts is when whatever dream or simulation they're in starts so anything before that they have no knowledge of. And I think that's evident with the dinner scene, uh, which was great and which was actually real horror. Like that was some of the best horror um, uh, on screen that I've seen in a long time. But when they're being grilled, like, where did you come from? Why did you come here? How long have you been married? And they don't have an answer for any of it. I don't think they remember anything 
uh, from before that morning when the when the episode started. Yeah, that scene when he's just when they're at the dinner table and whole choking like that that scene that was a uh, that was kind of tough to watch. I I gotta admit. Yeah, that that uh, that scene at the dinner table when he's choking and great performances, by the way. Um, I can't remember their names now, but those are those are two heavyweights that they brought in. So I'm thinking that they have a larger role, um, and he may be the villain. I, I wouldn't be surprised because he plays great villains. But um, yeah, that that was that was a really really tense scene and some of the best horror that I've seen in a while. Uh, yeah, uh, I it was uh. It was, as you said, I, I think you you put it perfectly, just really, really tense there. But I, I, I I'm not sure going forward. I, I really like uh, what they've thrown out so far. I, it's only, they're just scratching the surface. It seems like they're going to, throw uh so much out there outside of the world they're already in you mentioned you know moving forward in time and you know we may see a more Brady Bunch style than them living like that type of life and them kind of telling that type of story but uh I'm really I'm really excited for uh, just to see where the season goes. Is there anything that you're kind of surprised by um, after the first couple episodes? I didn't know quite what to expect. I didn't expect them to commit so, so much to the um, the aesthetic of the the 1960s sitcoms and um, how much they leaned into it, but it, they really did, and I think it, it's going to pay off. Um, speaking of, I, I wanted to give them credit. Deborah Jo Rupp played Mrs. Hart, uh, of course, being from that 70s show, and she's from a lot of old school sitcoms. I think she was in Mary Tyler Moore. She was in Seinfeld, um, and Fred Malamed, uh, Melamed. Uh, who played Mr. Hart. Um, he's great. He was uh, in my favorite movie, A Serious Man. Um, but the the biggest surprise, not even a surprise, because she's just fantastic, and I don't think there's anything she can't do. But uh, Catherine Hahn as Agnes uh, stole the show, and, and I, I, I just can't say enough about her. What do you think as far as the, the memory-type stuff, and even going back to Vision, when he can't seem to remember what it is his company actually does. And you kind of get the feeling it somehow involves um, these forms for whatever his job is. Vision is kind of in a way, he just can't seem to remember and stuff like that. So, do you just expect that to? What do you think that 
that means for the show going forward. I don't think we're ever going to get an answer to exactly what he does or who he works for. Um, it's all part of the fever dream. This whole thing plays out like a fever dream. You know, um, these cloudy parts that don't get answers, um, them just uh, turning around and, and, and noticing that Wanda's pregnant. And, you know, it's just everything's like a dream. Everything is very clouded and surreal. And I think that's going to continue until we finally start to get some answers. I I agree there. I think you kind of get the feeling that that's going to continue for for a while. Um, but I I'm really really liking this uh, going going forward. Though I'm glad that uh, you told me about it because I I didn't see much as far as the. Uh, advertising for it but uh, i think again they're they're just scratching the surface of uh how good it it really could be to all all the fans of of marvel and everything that's been happening so yeah for it's sure. uh something that i I don't know. I, I think there's there's great p- potential there, but uh, there's going to be a lot to unpack. Um, what was, was there anything that kind of you were puzzled by in the, in the first two episodes or did you pretty much have a, did you feel like you were able to grasp everything? No, I'm 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 very puzzled, uh, but in a good way. I think I'm being led uh, by by capable writers and showrunners. Um, I, I have a feeling that they're going to answer everything that's uh, that's lingering. Um, so I'm just along for the ride. Yeah, yeah, me too. You know, wrapping up on talking about one division. Uh, I'm excited as as uh, we go forward here yeah i'm excited to have something to watch man it's been like uh, I, I finished the crown uh which was a very good watch i like that all four seasons um but I, I don't have anything new that's out that i'm really excited about um we both watched the first episode of snowpiercer which is now available on hbo um my impressions weren't too high you know it's a, a tnt show um but besides that, I haven't really watched a whole lot of television, and I needed something new and exciting. Yeah, um, me, me too. I, I, before we we started to do this resume with the podcast, I was watching um, pieces of a woman. Oh yeah, which is one that you recommended, and I, I have. A, about an hour left but it's uh it's another really i can see why you compared it to marriage story with uh scarlett johansson and then uh adam driver but yeah it's it's uh really heavy a a big time uh downer but (laughs) there the 
I want to talk about that one in detail after next episode when you've done watched it. So don't don't go too far into it. Yeah, I I just want to say so far I I really do, and we'll we'll talk about it because I still have an hour left. But I got it. One thing I won't say this this won't you know spoil things because I know you want to save it for another episode. But uh, Shia LaBeouf, I have to agree. I usually like he's the type of guy. Just I don't know why. I just feel like I'm gonna slug him, <laughs> like his face. But uh, he he does a pretty good. I think he does a good job. He shows up. This one. Yeah, yeah, he does. Um, I gotta give it to him. Um, I mean, I'm I'm gonna give credit where credit is due. But yeah, uh, Shia LaBeouf, he's good in that. Yeah, for for sure. And uh, the. The main, her name, I looked her up, and her name is uh, Vanessa Kirby, the the main female lead, and uh, she is, she is a stunner. Yeah, yeah, um, they they definitely got some talent in that cast. Um, yeah, fantastic job by, by everyone. I mean, uh, you got some scenes coming up that. You, you definitely want to watch and take note of, but um, yeah, we're going to talk about that in detail. Yeah, um, and you you mentioned you mentioned Snowpiercer because I still have an hour left, and uh, Pieces of a Woman. I think it is a good idea to put that on the back burner, but. Snowpiercer, I don't know, to to me, Dave, it, it kind of felt like, like, I think there's some potential there. Like, I don't think the, the show, the, the series, I, I don't think there's, like, it's already set up to be a total failure, but I, I never got the feeling watching it that, it was ever gonna be to me it it just didn't hold up the the film i thought was great and uh this show so far again it's only one episode but i just think it just didn't have the same it just didn't have the same feel or, or the same type of magic that the that the film did no not at all i mean it like you said it has some potential but that potential is just because it's based on a great concept from a great movie otherwise it's lacking the 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 expertise um of the movie of the 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 genre um the the humor that's in it uh in such a dark and gory movie um, it's it, I, it can't reach the heights. It's basically uh, just a TBS uh, crime thriller um, painted on to the Snowpiercer concept. Uh, not thrilled with David Diggs. I don't think he's a leading man. Um, otherwise, you know, it, it's 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 not much to to grab me. I don't want to go back and revisit. Um, I might do it just because, again, I don't have much to watch right now, but I'm not excited about it. 
Yeah, I told you I feel a little differently when it comes to going back. I only it's you know why. It's because I have a thing for Jennifer Connelly and uh, she was looking good especially by the by the end of the uh first episode. She looks so great. I I may go back and, you know, just give it <laughs> just I, I may ogle a little bit. Just just watch it, yeah, just because of that. But uh yeah, it's I don't know. Those like the network television day most of the, aside from maybe AMC and uh FX and you have your anon you have your anomalies like I I can't say that without stuttering but like NBC with with Friday Night Lights like for the most part, I think NBC and, you know, network television just isn't very good. But I feel like with Friday Night Lights, like, they, that's, like, peak NBC. But, like, those other, like, Snowpiercer being on TNT or TBS, it's just most of those networks... Aside from, like I said, AMC or FX, uh, they just don't seem to, I don't know, something seems like it's missing to me when I try to give most of those network shows a, a try. I don't know what it is, but it just, they they can't, I don't know if it's just, there's not enough, you know, of an authentic feel to it, or there's not enough grit in it. But a lot of network shows, I, I think, are, are missing something, Dave. Oh, for sure. I mean, of course, they don't have the luxury of uh, being able to be, you know, um, more adult than uh, a lot of the prestige TV that you get on uh, the, the premium channels. Um, but yeah, it just seems like th their in-house stuff is lacking with few exceptions. It's hard to compete when you got, you know, the, the type of showrunners and the type of creative teams that they have on. Even, I mean, not even the premium channels, but even like uh, uh, FX, you know, they're doing great stuff with TV right now. Um, so it, it just varies. It depends on the in-house team that they have for their shows. Yeah, but don't you think, too, like, using FX as an example, like, Tura Station, like, they've had uh, a show, like, I never watched it on a regular basis, but Nick, Nip Tuck comes to mind, this show about this, like, they, they, they for whatever reason, like, they've been able to kind of push the envelope a little bit I feel like they they get away with um quite a lot uh, I don't know if it's after a certain time because even Fargo when it's on and it debuts at nine or ten they give the viewer discretion advice and they they kind of could it's 
maybe not as much as HBO can, but they're still like I feel like the they're not they don't have any uh, chains or shackles on them. Yeah, they're they're definitely allowed to be a bit saltier after nine o'clock. The censors uh, allow that. Yeah, uh, for for sure. Um, but I, um, other than that, I, we we talked about one division a little bit about uh, Snowpiercer. Um, other than that, I I was talking to you about um, just curb your enthusiasm and how it's my first time really going through the the series like watching it you know can can sit at least knocking out at the very least a couple episodes a week uh right now i'm on the beginning of season four or five but uh that one is uh, just, I don't know, something about that show, and maybe, Dave, it's because I'm a little bit younger, but I never was, like, enamored with, um, Seinfeld. I, I think it's fine. It's, it's good. I don't think it's a bad show. I think it's good. It's solid, but I, I was never, like, to me, it wasn't, like, outstanding, like, a lot of people um, think, but something about Curb, I don't know, maybe it's just Larry David himself and just seeing how, like, it always ends up kind of ending bad for him and somehow <laughs> it's hilarious, but they they do it in a way, they, they pull it off, and uh, it's been going a long time. I mean, it debuted around 99, 2000. So, uh, and it's still going. So, yeah, just something about that show, it, it works. And again, I know Seinfeld was great. It's one of my dad's favorite shows ever. But I just didn't get it. For whatever reason, like I, I didn't see it as, you know, an amazing show. But Curb, I do for some reason. I, I don't know why though. I think it. I, I think it's it's because I at the time that Seinfeld was running, um, I didn't watch it much, and the the bit that I did watch, I, I liked it, but I didn't think it was great. It's now going back, uh, with. Uh, the, the 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 knowledge of um, Larry David and knowing him more and watching Curb and your enthusiasm and loving it um, and then going back and understanding the humor behind it I get it a lot more now and I like Seinfeld a great deal more than when it was actually Aaron yeah yeah so so even you're a you're a bit old not much older but a little bit older and so even yourself, you're saying that you thought Seinfeld was fine, but you you weren't like totally engrossed into it when it was on. Right. Uh, okay. Yeah. I I kind of again that's where I was getting at. I just kind of feel the same way. But 
I don't know how we are on time, but it's uh, been fun resuming, Dave. It's, we had the holidays and everything. It feels like it's been forever, but this has been a blast again. Yeah, it's always fun getting together to do this, man. Uh, yeah, we got to keep on schedule and knock out some shows for our faithful listeners. Um, but yeah, I think um, next time we'll, we'll talk some movies. I know we got some movies to talk about. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. Uh, and thank you all for listening to Get Your Popcorn Ready. And we will see you next time. Yeah, have a great night, folks. This has been a production of Golden String Radio and Golden String Podcast Network. Striving for a world of visibility and accessibility for those living with disabilities.